Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up? What's up? Welcome to Hall of Mirrors Podcast. So uh, you're talking about trying to fit in your your suit. <sighs> We're going to start on this right off the bat. Got to, because I'll okay. forget about it. All right, so we had the daddy-daughter dance on Friday. All of us. All of right. us. The three of us um, had the daddy-daughter dance. And so about 4.30, I'm getting ready. The dance starts at 5. And I've got a blue suit. It was picked up from the cleaners on Thursday. And I'm starting to put on my pants. So I've got my button-up on. got the, you know, the, the button-up. You want it to look nice and fresh, so you tuck it into your, your underwear so you it were, stays nice and flat, right? You were by far overdressed compared to everyone. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like to do it up, right? Pimp it. I, I don't. I, yeah, pimping since been pimping. That's right. That's what we say. Uh, but so I'm, I go to put on the pants. And I'm squeezing my stomach in as tight as I can. I was like. I did not gain this much weight. It's like, I just wore this freaking suit last month. There's no way I can't button these pants. So I sucked it all in, and I, I got the pants buttoned. And then I put on the suit coat, and I was like, this just, just doesn't look right. The color's off. So I take the pants. They're not my pants. So here I am. Now it's 440. And I'm going to the local dry cleaner in town with my button-up shirt on, some Nike swish pants, and some tennis shoes going in there, and they could not find my pants. It was heartbreaking because I, I really like to to match my daughter for the daddy-daughter dance. So we pick out, she picks out the dress, and I coordinate my suit around her. So unfortunately, I had to wear a different suit. I made it work. I have enough ties that I, you know, I matched a little bit. You didn't say a word about this. I had no idea. Ah, uh, I was, it broke my heart, man. And then I'm like, and then I'm thinking I'm just a fat fuck now. Like, well, I was wow, gonna how say, many like, Cheetos did you eat? I couldn't button my shit for real. And I had to live with it. Like, I just, I, mean, I just, I put a safety pin in my pocket just mm-hmm. in case. Just in case. Of, <laughs> yeah, I, these pants were so tight. If, I were to do the cha-cha slide, they would have fucking slid right off. Damn. They would have ripped it just instantly. So, yeah, so that was my debacle on on, on uh, Friday night. And to this day, right now, as as the airing of this episode, I still do not have my pants. I left the suit there. They were, they were searching for it. They were really nice, but I'm not going to throw them under the bus. I understand so things it's, happen. It's a pretty right. easy fix, right? They gave you someone else's pants. Look at the ticket. Who's... Right, they? but they didn't have my. They couldn't find my pants because they gave it to the they other person. Uh, probably right. So I was actually. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of looking around uh, the daddy daughter dance for another dad <laughs> that's got pants that are way too <laughs> fucking big. Um, so, but it, that that didn't come to fruition. So it, it was. It was really, like I said, it, it was. I didn't want to let it ruin my night, but I was fuming about it. So you getting a refund or what? You know, I haven't even got there yet. Damn. While they were looking, they, they looked for about 10 minutes. I was like, look, I have to go. So I left my suit coat there. I said, look, it matches this suit coat. It's the same brand. And they, they had said something, well, may, maybe you brought in the wrong set of pants with this. Like, no, I only have one navy blue suit. I don't, and they're like, well, some people say it's a suit, but it's really, you know, it, but it's a mismatch. I was like, nope, that would be called a sport coat. Uh, I don't, I brought you a suit, a, a full suit by the same designer. I'm a pimp. I know well, what I'm talking I, about. I know my Italian design suits, right? So I, long story short is, is I, I had to switch up my suits, but it, it was still a good night. You're like, you need to file an insurance claim right now because right. damn well, yeah we'll figure out what happens uh i'll go back or i actually told them to give me a call you know with if they find them if they locate the the errand pants um but if not i'm sure they'll work something out like i said they, it was a mom and pop joint so i don't want to throw them under the bus i understand things happen um so i'm sure they'll make it right so that was your last one yep last daddy that was my Same here. kind of like yep. my first so we have a dude's podcast today we have uh justin 
I don't oh. know. I won't say your last name if you want me to. But uh, okay. friends, friends from high school, friends in uh, adult life, yep. and uh, on the same hood. That's right. Hood for a while. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Just talking it up today. But what do you do, Justin? How's, Sales. How's that? How's the car business, yeah, man? It's good. Been really good. Uh, Self forward, and yeah. it's. I'm hoping that it's, we're on the right track. So we were talking on the way here about. Uh, Tesla and the new Ford. We're what, competition. What, yeah, what's the what's the model called? Uh, the Mustang Mach E. Mach E. That's right. The, I think uh, that looks pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's it's a got lot a of sharp are look to it. A Mustang name and association with it, and they're not liking the. It's not a Mustang, you know, yeah. but it's not a Mustang. It's Mustang inspired, and it's. I think it's gonna go up against the. Tesla. I thought it looked sharp. Yeah, I wasn't hating on it. it looked good. Yeah, it to me it looks very similar in the round designs and. To me, any any electric car, it doesn't have a grill on the front. Yeah, it bugs me at first. Well, I mean, so you got to look at the engineering. Why? Yeah. Why it's well, it like that? It doesn't need to be. There's no airflow, you know, right. the radiator and all that, so you don't need it. And I mean, you think about well, you know, it's it's a larger body design, but people don't realize like my car weighs five thousand pounds, like four thousand nine hundred ninety six pounds is what it says on the sticker. So you have to make the yeah. car a little bigger. Yeah, I mean, it's it's heavy. What's the price point? Do you know? Even um, have the price points on these? Forty-three nine, somewhere in that mix, um, all the way up to I want to say it's in the sixties. But you build it with all the options, and I want to say it pushes eighty. Eighty. So I mean, that, kind that, of that, in the mix. That, so that rivals Tesla's, what the yeah. Tesla is, right? Depends what model. You yeah, get. it depends what model. Because um, you're what, fi- like fifty, sixty, all the way up to over. Well, 100 they, for they the Tesla. like Tesla says on their website you know you could build one for thirty five thousand. it's just not possible you really can't i mean if you did you get two blocks of energy i don't know but yeah. like i right for that. right you know I, I paid for the upgrade i got the biggest battery and and um thank god i wanted white and that used to be an upgrade and then when i got it it became standard so i didn't have to pay for that um i got paid for the dual motor um, i have everything but the performance software update um, so I, don't know. Which, I paid. I was in it. I don't think you need it. Nope. <laughs> I don't need it. Definitely. No, so I what I wanted to do with our podcast, I wanted to, um, for all of our guests, cause almost every guest has said, Hey man, can I take a ride? And I, I nail it. Right. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do a, put a, uh, GoPro and just do like the a Tesla segment show and the, just uh, white knuckle them, you know, yeah. and show, show that. the reactions. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the hell was I going to say? So yeah. So I paid like, uh, I'll say, it, I don't really care. It was 60, uh, out the door, you know, mm-hmm. which isn't bad for the performance. You're going to pay like another, oh God, like eight grand or something or more. Right. And now it's more expensive. They keep raising the price. And like Elon Musk said, the uh, model three, it's a, it's a $200,000 car because it drives itself. Like all the features and I have it. I have full self-driving. I, I got everything. Um, so I think it's a deal. And I've like, I was telling you, man, I haven't paid for gas since July. I say if it makes it up, Instantly, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. No well, I mean, even at sixty k, I mean, that, that's what you're in for a a, a Cadillac or a, a Lincoln. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wanted a Raptor, right? Grand now, you know what I mean? Right. SUVs wise, but yeah. I had dream cars, right? And Raptor was one of them. And I almost bought a Raptor off of them. Mm-hmm. I was I was like debating going we back and forth. Trucks, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would like email them during the day. Hey man, what you got in the lot? What you know? I want to come see it. But as I was as the Tesla was getting closer and closer, then they just made a couple changes at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta do it. But the difference is, is it cuts like Tesla cuts you, you guys out. So when you you order everything online, yeah, uh, Mustang is very similar. There's a reservation process. We don't touch it. They reserve it and say what dealer they want to send it to. We got one reservation the first day. Opened up. We got one reservation. Um, but then they ship it to us. Setting price is pretty much set, kind of like Tesla's. You do get A plan, X plan, you know things like that. But. Um, so there's no there, markup on it then? There's no markup. Really? It's the price is the price. Now that could change. Who knows? Sure. Dates they may tack on. But right now it looks like it's doing okay. So hopefully they'll keep it pretty set in stone like that. But but there's still, we hit the dealer. You know what I mean? It yeah. still gets there. We're putting it on the chargers. Um, you know, of course, mechanics, mechanics have to be certified to pull all the stuff out. So, I mean, it's still, there's a location. That's one thing I didn't like about Tesla. Of course, I'm yeah. a, a guy that works at a dealership. So you have to have... A dealership in my mind. Well, I love... Okay, so I love Tesla. I'm a huge Tesla fanboy. But I will say this, man. I was really, like, taken back. So you order your Tesla. There are no dealers around here. It goes to a storefront. So I went to uh, Grand Avenue, downtown Chicago. 
and they have like satellite lot. So I ordered mine. It came off the assembly line. They ship it over, put it in a satellite lot. You set up your pickup date. They bring it over to the storefront, and there's only like two cars there. Well, so you just sign like three or four documents, and you're done. And then there's um, a salesperson. I don't know what the exact title is, but they say, you know, do you have any questions? I had a bunch. But I knew the answer to most of them, Uh, and she couldn't answer any questions. And she didn't know the product, and I knew the product better than she did. And I was just like... That's, that's I mean, you up. think you'll that's find that with Tesla owners, though, that, you know, to, to buy a, a 60000 make any $60,000 purchase online, yeah. kind of just sight unseen, right. <laughs> you, you, you almost need that to do your due diligence. I don't think anyone's buying a Tesla off the cuff, per se. Would you agree with that? Uh, as, as the time goes on, I think people do. Right. Now, if, like you watch, there's a lot of YouTubers that... Um, they, I mean, they make a whole like YouTube channel based on their whole experience from just ordering on the whim to picking it up to testing right. it out. We're also talking a different price point of you buying a $60,000 car is different than a millionaire buying a $60,000. Sure. You're just going to click the button. Yeah, yep. let's try this out. Yep. Sure. You know, so That's you're going to do your research. Right. And, and you're, uh, you're more neurotic than the normal person, I think, when it comes to Tesla. We're going, and, going, and, to, <laughs> going to depth with that. No, I'm just, but what I'm saying is, though, you... You have that mindset that once you put your mind to something, it's it's go go go. It, it's it really is you know, and it's not a knock to you. It, it's really a kind of a, a one track mind when it comes to I'm gonna if I you set your mind to it, let's do this, let's go all in on it, and then you're finding out everything you need to know. You definitely on it. Oh, I know you. I, like I try to like I try to change that about myself. Right. I just can't. You can't. That's, That's who I am. your DNA, man. It is. You should be like in Mensa or something like that. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. But I, I, but it's true. It's like someone like that. I'll, if I'm going to buy something, it could be a hundred dollar item. I'm going to sit there and do research on it for three hours yeah. and make sure I know what I'm buying. Right. I mean, you know, I did so. a year. I did a year, <laughs> yeah. legit year. But anyways, getting back to Ford. We're not talking about Tesla. <laughs> well, well, but I mean, I like it because it's upcoming. It's we're going to compete somewhat. You know what I mean? And and I see the technology is blowing through the roof on not just Ford what they're bringing, but everybody. It's the lane keeping, the adaptive cruise control, everything similar to what the Tesla has, not to that level probably. Hopefully the Mach-E will be more so. But, I mean, I went for a test drive yesterday with a couple, and I said, hey, activate the lane keeping, and we're going down a country road where you don't have the yellow lines necessarily perfect set up. And he's like, it's not doing it. So you're watching people's reactions for the first time of, I want to see this work. And it finally works. He goes, oh, that's bad. You know what I mean? What vehicle was that? um, New Explorer. So even in a Tesla, an autopilot, if you lose the lines, you lose your autopilot. So same thing. It yeah. has to have a visual to see. As of yeah. right now, it's primarily camera based. Yeah. Nope. Well, and I I don't like the lane keeping feature honestly, and because I think it 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 doesn't prohibit you from driving like a jag off, but it it really impedes it. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I stop on the gas and I'm going down the expressway because I'm running late and I'm trying to hit some lanes without using my turn signal, all of a sudden my butt's back. vibrating and my, my wheel's fighting me back. I'm like, no, I need, I need to move now or I'm going to hit this fucking car in yeah. front of me. Yep. So uh, I find myself driving with that lane keeper feature off when I have to be somewhere. It's not yes. bad when I'm, I'm tired and I just, all right, I don't care when I got to get home. Yep. But, you know, it, it's not too bad because it'll actually hold that lane. But it really does. It, it, it's a different driving experience for, for someone that's, you know, my first car was an 88 Astro van, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, it's a totally different driving experience now. And it's, you're almost relearning to drive the vehicle that you buy. Yeah. You had a shagging wagon as your first car? Yeah, absolutely. We took out the, the middle seat and we put two, uh, we built our own uh, subwoofer box and I had two 12 inch subwoofers in the back of it. And we were, we, we were doing big things back in Cal I City back so, in man. the day. My, my first car was a 91 Cavalier. Yeah, mine was a sunfire. Sunbird. Yeah. Sunbird. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, we like we like the sliding door because we used to come out to the sticks where I live now and uh, play mailbox baseball. Uh, <laughs> Drive by. Wham! Yeah, we found out the the, the hard way uh, that you, you don't hit Rubbermaids. Uh, dented my van pretty bad. Come back. Almost lost a guy. <laughs> We're not gonna yeah. lie. So what's on your head, man? You want to talk about? Oh, this is my new Boston Scully cap. From the Boston Scully Company, ordered it online. Hold that up. Let me let me let me there, go over. ahead. Go bring that this over is, there. This is tight. It, it's pretty it's cool. Got the uh, four leaf. Well, it's three leaf. Sorry. Yep. From the Boston Scully Company. Uh, it's it's really good hat. You know, I, I like to wear hats like this. This is the Southie hat. Uh, they've got all sorts of brands online there. Uh, 
it's it's probably one of the most well-made hats that that, that I wore uh, that I've ever wore. Uh, it's comfortable. It actually fits your head right. Soft. V- very soft. Very comfortable. And they've got different like they've got their winter hats and their summer. This is kind of a sp- springish hat where it's not too heavy. It's not too heavy of a wool hat. Um, it actually has a Irish proverb inside it that says, "Many t- many a time a man's mouth broke his nose." Mm. <laughs> kind of reminds me of you, Randy. Uh, I thought, hey, I thought of you instantly. Hey, I love it. But uh, yeah, it's so like a tattoo almost, man. Almost. It's like right across the chest. Bam. I'd be removing that probably in about <laughs> six, six years. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a really cool hat. And uh, anyone that that likes hats of this style, uh, I write, they've got golf hats uh, as well uh, that are more breathable. Justin's not a hat guy. I don't not think I've ever guy? seen him with uh, a hat in my life. You know, it, it bugs me too much. I, I do wear hats, but it's occasional. But if I had your hair, I, I, I would wear hats. I was going to say, if I had s- such a n- nice set of yeah. hair like that, I, I probably wouldn't wear I I have to wear a hat because my head gets cold. Yeah, me, it's weird. So I have my contacts will dry out because the hat rests on my head and pushes my. I don't know. Yeah, I won't even get into that. But There's it, some wind weird. dynamics yeah, yeah, here, yeah, huh? It's, it's okay. Just, it, it, it'll bug me. Wow. I mean, that's like a science. So you, you're not going to do LASIK or. Have no. you tried? Thought about uh, it? They said I'm a perfect candidate for it, but I don't. Dude, think it's I, unbelievable. Well, you take that chance, and then there, if no, happens, come if on. Happens. That's like I'm gonna fly to California, but I there's know. a chance I'm gonna die. You could do one at a time. Well, yeah. So think about that, blind, right? Doing the Absolutely. Next one. So then my son, your cost and have right. My son is nine, so it's been eight and a half years since I've had it done. Yeah, it dude, changed my life. Yeah, because I couldn't see past this. Like I'd wake up and. Searching for my glasses. It, it's, I'm the same way, but I hate glasses. I'll never wear glasses. And I just have contacts all the time. But eight and, and a half years ago, this was the technology. I'll tell you exactly how it went down. Well, you go in and get your eyes mapped first. That's your first appointment. So they know exactly where they're going to make their burns. On appointment day, you show up in the morning. They give you a volume. You hit that, and you get all nice and relaxed. You go in, lay down. They tape one of your eyes shut. They tape your eyelid open on the other one, and then they drop this um, cylinder on your eye, and they turn a vacuum on. Nope. And, and nope. So nope. your eye, so you, so nope. you're, you can't move your eye, Mm-mm. and then you can actually see the blade coming down. My eyes are watering no. right now. No. I'm just thinking yeah. that. But just nope. listen, it's really cool, man. And they they cut your um, your lens about a little more than three quarter of the way, and then they take like flap tw- back, tweezers right? and they pull the flap back. Right, and they say, "Okay, it's gonna smell like burning hair. You're not gonna feel anything. Just look at the at the dot." And then you hear like, <laughs> and then you start smelling burning hair, and it's your it's the laser burning your eye. And what it does is they, it burns your eye. The scar from the immediate healing tightens, and that's what corrects your vision. Yeah. It, it, that's a crazy process. I, I don't get literally it, five do minutes in eye, yeah. eight and a half years ago. So okay, they take the tweezers, pull the flat back, squirt some solution, smooth out your lens, pop the vacuum off, tape that eye shut, do the next. Eye. Does that hurt when they pull you, that? You don't feel anything. Oh I mean, God. you feel a little bit of pressure. Right. How about like the later in the day after? The okay, process? so what happens is, so they do that. They say, and you're done. They say, okay, go get some breakfast. I was there in the morning. Come back in one hour. Sunglasses, like they give sunscreen. you. They give you big sunshades, and they big say, they say, listen, you're 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 probably gonna start crying. Don't rub your eyes and just let it do its thing. Okay, I was fine. My dad takes me out to breakfast because he was my. Sh- you have to have a driver, yeah. right? Um, and I'm eating, and all of a sudden, I just started just pouring like a waterfall. So you're that's your healing process, yeah. right? I go back. They look at my eyes. Perfect. They give you some sleeping pills. They say, take these. You're probably going to sleep for eight hours. When you wake up, it's like it never happened. Really? I'm like, okay. Dad, I take the pills on the way home. Dad drops me off. I go home. Crawl in bed. I slept like 10 hours. I was like, wow, it's the best sleep ever, dude. I can't remember what they gave me. What's a good sleeping pill? It's probably ambient or something. Right. Something good yeah. prescription, yeah. Uh, but I woke up. Dude... And I just got my eyes checked when I was at Northwestern the last time. 2015 vision. So that's even better than 2020. Hmm. And it's been eight and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, because they say it will get worse a little bit. Like, 
a guy I know had it, and he wears glasses again. You know what I mean? It's, so they say... Well, we continue to age. Yeah, your so yeah, yeah. your long-distance vision doesn't change. It's your reading vision that, exactly. that can change. Yeah. Mine hasn't. And I stare at, at computers every single day. That's yeah. pretty cool. Which is, mine haven't got worse in years. So that's probably a good sign yeah. that maybe they're steady and... I'm telling you, man, you don't have to stick your finger in your eye anymore. <laughs> and you can go tubing and yeah, swimming. Exactly. You do the stuff that you and have to always worry crazy about. Contact shit. falling out. Yeah. Like I just went ziplining in Vegas. That was cool, man. You don't got to worry about anything getting in your eye. Yeah. I just buy bigger computer monitors. <laughs> so you don't have to. And I'll yeah, still absolutely. Like right. Like my Close, mom. Yeah. We're right. two inches away. She opens up her phone and you can't even fit a whole sentence on the screen. Right. Like yeah, that's what words. I do. That, that Technology works that way as well. Yeah. So my, my <laughs> eyes might be getting worse, but I just keep getting just bigger. Just keep zooming in. Exactly. Yeah. You may as well learn Braille. It's and not too bad. Invent the, no, the new phone with Braille. So I was craving Dunkin' on the way here, and I was running late. And so I'm, I'm, you know I have to have my coffee. And I forgot my, my money. And I was like, oh, God. So I opened up my glove box, and I've got like six Dunkin' Donut gift cards <laughs> sitting in there. I was like, all right, some, some of these have to have money. I'm just handing them to them? And I just handed them the whole stack. And I said, let me know. I might have some change if there's anything else. I ended up having like two that weren't used yet. So I was pretty excited about that. But that, the, I, I think that's an addiction, man. That I'm glad I don't drive by it. We're going to go down oh, that, I'm telling you. that path. I'm glad I don't drive by it. I spend $3.09 every day. I either Five spend days a week. $2.99 or $7.05. It depends what I get. Either I get the extra large cream and sugar, and that, that's just my morning. And if I'm around it during the afternoon, I'll stop again. Uh, or in the morning, sometimes I'll want an orange juice and two chocolate long johns, so I'll get two chocolate long johns, orange juice, and an extra large <laughs> cream and sugar. But we have uh, a similar drive, right? We do, right? Down I drive 41. like 31 miles-ish. Mm-hmm. But... You know, people are like, why don't you make coffee home? I got a Keurig, I got a coffee pot. It's just it's not, not the same. same. It's not it's not. doesn't taste the same. And then well, when I get to work, I have free coffee all day. Right. Fresh pots over and over right. and over. I'll do two or three pots of coffee a day. Easily. Yeah. Wow. Um, I sleep at night. <laughs> I, I, that's what's odd. I can, I can have a Pepsi or a Coke and go right to bed after that. I can drink a pot of coffee and go to bed. Right. Yeah. If I have it like at 2 p.m. or later. And I'm not an early riser or a new. I don't go to bed early. I'm at midnight. Yeah. One o'clock, I'm fine. You know, I'll wake up at six o'clock in the morning. I'm good. But I know if I have a cup of coffee at two p.m., I'm not going to bed before ten o'clock wow. for sure. Well, it's it's funny because there's people that can wake up, or when they wake up, they have to get themselves going, right? So their routine, they have a morning routine where they they get up, they go to the bathroom, then they start their coffee, and then they have their, then they get dressed and go to work. That is a waste of time to me. Yeah, that's, Same that's here. I mean, you know, yeah. if I can sleep till five, if I got to be out the door at five forty, I'm waking up at five thirty, throwing on my clothes, and I'm out the door stopping for and coffee. And then worry about the exactly. Yeah. Uh, that that's just my regimen. I I'm not that person that has to get going in the morning. Once I'm out of bed, I'm the same way. I'm, yeah. I'm hitting the road and, and going. I shower before bed. Exactly. I wake up, brush my teeth, wash my face, get dressed. Pow, yeah. mom. I don't even have to worry about my hair. Just, you know, just take a shower in the morning, throw <laughs> on my hat, brush my teeth. I'm out the door and, just, you know, then Duncan's on the way. We pass, what, five, six you of ever them? Do the, you ever think about that, dude? Five McDonald's, mm-hmm. four or five Duncans. It's insane. In just the small right. area we live in, how on much straight shit line. we have. I mean, you know why they do it. Because you're going to stop. Well, someone's <laughs> right. going to stop. Well, yeah. I always check the lines, though. As I'm going past, I can always see, all right, now that one. Let's, let's go, go to the next, next one. one. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like the farther you go down, the, the less the line is. You know, the, the, the Starbucks, except the, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Duncan in Cedar Lake at the gas station. That's the one I right. go to. That no one, nor, normally not there. If you're rolling out 435 in the morning, sometimes they're not open yet, depending when I leave. So I have to find that 24-hour one that's going down. And they're cheaper. It's strange. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I just I see I just all paid, markets. I not paid, for, I not paid, for me. I paid three fifty two hmm. for this. Okay. In Crown Point. This is three oh nine in Cedar Lake. Okay. Don't Sometimes mind. I'll order the same thing in Cedar Lake and it's a different price too. Mm-hmm. So they may change things. Yeah, I mean it's always two ninety nine for me no matter where I go. Yeah, except coffee. Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm an iced coffee addict. Now at work I've got cut myself I said, I'm not going to McDonald's, I'm not getting my iced coffee. So I go to work, have one glass of coffee, and I water it down. I mean really? one glass of coffee, that's it. So here's my problem with McDonald's. I go to McDonald's and I say, I want an iced coffee black. And they say, what do you mean? Yeah. I said, I want an iced coffee black. So you don't want any vanilla or anything? No. And then I hear him. 
Um, Can we do that? How do we make it iced coffee black? Can you hear the yeah the microphone? Um, like they don't make black iced coffee. No. But yet, I see them mixing everything in it. So it's not like it's hmm. pre-made, but it's never consistent. Every single McDonald's I've ever been to is the same shit. <laughs> That's interesting. And that was my biggest problem. Like, cutting myself on ice. Oh, I'll get one every now and then. But all the sugar and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't get sugar, but I get cream. And you know the flavoring has sugar in it. No. Yep. So it's like, ah, I just don't want to do it. Once a day. I, I just can't do it. So I was in Wyoming. There, there, there's not a lot of Dunkin' Donuts in Wyoming. I was in Wyoming for a while. Um, and... God, you go for 100 miles without a- any decent coffee. It's 200 miles without any decent coffee. Got my first speeding ticket uh, in Wyoming in my adult life. I guess uh, on I-80, you know, they, they've had some blizzards out there and uh, blizzard-like conditions, but I'm trying to get to the airport. Your first ticket ever? In my adult life, yeah. Really? Yeah. Damn. And I drive like a dick, so I mean, I, it's, it it's was deserved. Yeah, yeah I, I, there's nothing I could do. It was a nice gentleman, Wyoming State Trooper, and you know, troopers gonna troop. So uh, I didn't know that in Wyoming the speed limit changes dependent on the weather on I-80. Hmm. So the, the gates were closed, and so the they they what they do they close those roads down and then they get the plows through they open the gates up on 80 and then you can go through but you've only have like a finite amount of time to get through uh because the wind will blow the snow back over the roads again like hurricane gates yeah yeah absolutely just like hurricane gates so it was uh 75 so i've got my crews on uh set for for 80 and i'm trying to get to the airport and I hit this corner, and there's a trooper, and he got he got the trooper eyes on me. I saw him get big, puts a car in gear. I was like, oh, shit, here it goes. So he pulls me over, and the wind's blowing. He, he does a, a driver's side approach, um, and the wind's blowing his, his mounty hat. I'm like, officer, I was like, or trooper, can, will you step on the other side of the car? I was like, I'm so nervous for you right now. <laughs> I was like, and he's like, you know why I pulled you over? I said, yeah, you caught me. No, no, no big deal. I was like, I was going... 80 and a 75. I was like, okay. Or he said, well, you're going 81 and a 65. I said, no, the sign said 75. He's like, well, it changed. I said, what do you mean it changed? <laughs> but they're digital signs that they, they change. And huh. sure enough, uh, so I, I got my first ticket. And he said that I got to go back to Wyoming for uh, court. I said, I'm not coming back to Wyoming. I was like, there any way I could pay it on? He's like, well, it's kind of kind of stiff if you pay it online. I was like, Kind of stiff. What do you mean? He's like, oh, yeah, so it's 125 bucks. I was like, oh, dude. I was like, we're from the Chicagoland area. <laughs> I said that, that, you know, speeding ticket in Chicago is what, 300 bucks by the time everybody gets their fees on top of the speeding ticket. So it, pretty interesting, though. Nice enough guy, uh, but just doing his job. You know, you, you don't get much play from troopers. No. Uh, but I took it. And, you know, I, I, I should have took it. I felt bad for him because he's out there talking to me because I, I didn't. You know, ignorance of the law doesn't yeah. doesn't make in you make weather. it right, right? Yeah, he's out with his damn Mountie hat, you know, damn about to fly down I eighty, <laughs> and so I took the ticket and wished him a good day. But yeah, that that was that's been my Wyoming experience there. And there's antelope everywhere. Really? Fucking, I I didn't know that. Are you sure they're antelope? They're antelope. I looked it up because I thought antelope was only like you Africa. know, Caribbean Africa, right? Warm weather, yeah. Right. Nope. Uh, there's if you look up Wyoming antelope, they're there and they're everywhere. Natural or invasive? See now you're over my head. All I know is they're everywhere. Hey Wait. Nolan, flip to that uh, to that picture real quick. Sorry, I'm gonna I want to fit this in. Caleb's right. not here today. We were gonna talk about UFC 248 last night. Israel Adesanya, I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, middleweight champ versus Yoel Romero. I thought Yoel Romero was gonna whip his ass, and it was so boring. Uh, click on the browser. Does it say browser down there? It says Joanna in Boston. Joanna, yeah. Click on Joanna. Okay. Joanna. But the co-main event was Joanna Jacek. I can't even say her name, but you know who she is. She's badass. She used to be the champ in the strawweight division. She fought the champ, Weile Zhang. Weile Zhang. And that was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. They beat the shit out of each other for five rounds. And Joanna, look at her forehead. Holy shit, she looks like an alien. I've never seen that before. I wanted to show it just in case you guys didn't see UFC 248. Other than that, it wasn't. That great of a card. So now that you guys saw that, I didn't mention that. I wanted to talk shit with Caleb, but he couldn't hang. Sorry, Caleb. So let, actually, it's actually funny that, that that picture came up because I I think we we need to talk about uh, unexpected escalations 
Oh, shit. So uh, a while back, uh, Randy and I were in uh, Taekwondo class. Mm-hmm. Let's not go after it was Monday. Fucking Monday. A while back. But uh, so it, it was kind of funny where we were sparring each other. And it escalated so quickly between us that it, by the time the, the round was over, we were throwing like as hard as we could, kicking as hard as we could. Each other. We were trying to n- knock each other out. Um, it escalated quickly. And I don't know why that each happened. Boundaries, right? it, it really was. It was like, you know, I, I, I don't know where it started at. I tried to analyze it. I'm like, man, what did I do something? Right. Well, I know that I, I got... A little upset, and 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 I shouldn't say upset, but it. Randy went to throw a punch, and it was a chest shot, but it actually got me in the throat. Um, so throw it kind, and then I was like, "Fuck!" Trying to, and it was more like a defensive, <laughs> like kick back at him, but I threw it a little harder than I normally would throw. Then he comes back with an even harder kick. Then I'm coming back with even a harder punch. He just got and, back from Vegas, right? So he's got repunt. Yeah, yeah, I guess he does. So I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, man. But then maybe I was thinking, you know, Mike was analyzing my fight footage and, and, and giving me constructive criticism. Maybe I just wanted to show him that, show you know, weaknesses. maybe I, you know, show him a better part of myself. <laughs> it was what it was, but man, I, but, but at the end of it, we were both like kind of tiptoeing around each other. Like, man, you all right? We good? We good? Because it, it got intense there for a little for bit. A yeah, that's yeah. what it was. And it didn't, it, honestly, it didn't bother me because I love to fight. Like, I just love it. I don't know what it is, but... You know when, like you've crossed the boundary, and but at least you, you realize both realized it, right? Yeah. And oh, sure. You, yeah, you get past it. Yeah, we. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's obviously no hard feelings, yeah, yeah. but it was like that. You know, I I, I never wanted yeah, exactly, and and Taekwondo, it's about control, and I can I probably honestly say that we both lost control in a, a sense, little, in, in a but sense. we also had control if you think about it, right? Because I mean, it, you know. Ten years ago, if I was back in, in cop mode, you know, I would have probably tried to take you down. Sure. <laughs> right? We could have taken but, each other down. Right, we I actually would, punch each other in right, the face, and or? punch you in the face, or rip, try to rip your headgear off and bite your ear off, or, or something. Yeah, something. You know, but I I didn't quite red out, but I was getting there. Another minute, I it would it would have just kept escalating. Yeah, the best no, I thing agree. That happened was like, all right, time break. Right. <laughs> But and I thought they probably felt comfortable with each other. If it was someone that you didn't know and you did that, would you have said, oh, okay, man, it's an accident, you know? We, you hey, we spent right. a lot of time together. Maybe it was like a married couple type, Somebody you know, get get out, let yeah. the aggression out, yeah. you know? Could be, could you be. Know? It was fun, though, but it was just, it's just funny how shit just escalates out, out of nowhere. Just, so if it ever happens again, we know we're like brothers, you know, it's okay. Right, but let's not make it a habit. I, know, I don't want to make it a habit. Well, we got black eyes. Right, exactly. We come back once in a cast or some shit. Um, but you know, when, uh, the, um, Mr. Smith, uh, I can't call him master. He's not a master, but when he's, when he's like break, I thought for sure he was gonna, he told everyone to take a knee. That's what I was going to ask you if anybody was watching over. And I thought for sure he was going to be like, have going to the control speech and, and, but no, I, I don't think probably, he saw, either, I don't think he saw us either. He didn't see us or he enjoyed watching us. Cause was, there was, there was, I don't know, 10 but my wife was like, fighting. my wife yeah. was like, when I heard the first two shots, I couldn't watch anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's we, loud, dude. We were going at it. We have chest gear, oh, and, yeah. and so it's like pop, pop, it. yeah. Yeah. pop, pop, and damn. Yeah, we. Uh, it was two men fighting at, at that point. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, to the point where I was like, all right, well, I, I, really? I was glad yeah. that it was over with because you know we're both uh, alpha males. And neither no one of down. us was going to back down yeah. and, and stop that. It was like, you know, basically two two rams in the, you know. But just, just know, man, no matter what in the future, I'd never hold any ill will towards you. No doubt. You're my homie, so. No doubt. Yeah. It's all good. I don't. So I'll I, never I just be had mad to bring that up. I thought that'd yeah. be something interesting to talk about. For sure. Because uh, I'm not going to lie, dude. I went home with a sick stomach after that. I'm like, man, I feel terrible. I felt horrible. I'm like, fuck. What, what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> That's why I kept asking you, man. Right. I was like, no, I'm good, man. You know, and it's not like neither one of us were were sore the next day or anything. We just, you know, we can both take kicks and. Yeah, we know we can both take (laughs) kicks and punches. I mean, that's that's no big deal. But it was just like that. If it was probably anybody else but you, I wouldn't have went there either. You know what I mean? I would have probably just played more defense. Sure. But. You know, I know you could take it. Obviously, you knew I hey, could man. take it. And I do know this: if we're ever out somewhere and someone 
start shit with us, we're okay. Probably. We're right. Do I look, you think my face looks like this because I can't take a punch? <laughs> right? I don't think Mike's going to run enough. <laughs> That's a good time, man. A good time. Mm-hmm. What, else, what else do we have lined up on there? Oh, you know, you were talking about um, the Boston Scully, but when you were talking about that, I wanted to show, just show the website real quick. And you guys can go to it. What's the, uh, no, it's under Joanna. The, it says click to exit full screen. Oh, go back to, uh, so go to the browser on the bottom. And you guys keep talking. Go off screen here. Yeah, so. How does it feel that your daughter is going to be in middle school next year? I, I couldn't grasp this. <sighs> Walking out of the house, my wife goes, you have to dance at least once. So I got one dance out of her in the last five years right. of being at that dance. And I'm like, you know, and I told her, I said, next time, next year, you're going to be dancing with boys like this. She goes, ew. I said, okay, keep right. the attitude up. See, uh, <laughs> Lila is getting a little bit boy crazy. And I don't like it. It's a little scary. It is scary. But what, what you doing over there? I was showing that little uh, oh. YouTube clip. Yeah, so this is the Boston Scully Company. Uh, just their little promo video. Uh, like I said, it, it's a quality hat. I, I haven't worn a skull cap like this in a, in a while. So uh, I think the, the last quality one I had was about six years ago when I found it in an off, off-brand place. But this this is a legit company. You got a Boston spokes, spokesman there, so you know they're legit. Right. <laughs> That's cool, man. It shows a little history of the actual skull cap. Yeah. It's like a minute 58. What else, what else Justin? You want to... Yeah, you could flip back, Nolan. So we were talking uh, before we, we switched over there that, you know, it's our last da- daddy-daughter dance. Yeah. And that, you know... They're, they'll be going to dances next year with with, with boys, and we're, we're not very happy about that. There's no school dances in middle school anymore. No more? No. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, they stopped doing it this year. Well, really? Why? I don't know. <clears throat> they just didn't have one this year. Because of the transgender stuff? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Eighth grade dances. Or, there's no eighth grade dances. All of them. They were yeah. the, they were the it, shit. And it was never, like, so I joked, it's like you tap a girl's shoulder, you get like 10 seconds of a dance, and the next guy, you get in line. And I don't know if that was oh, only man. my experience or what, but, right. you know, but just... You just had fun. I had a handful of girls I was in love with, and I would just, that was, I looked forward to those dances. I'm like, this is it. Hmm. Didn't have a girlfriend? Just, you just had fun. You just went to the dances. So I have decided, though, that every year around this time, as long as I'm alive, even when she doesn't want to, we're going to dress up and go out on the town for that's one date. Yeah. So that, that, that's my plan starting next year, even though it's not, there's not a dance. Or, and it, this just so happened that it fell. Uh, the dance fell on her birthday. Oh, so she was 11 years old, our last daddy-daughter dance, and, you know, it was real special. It was something special. And I, I want to keep that going even when she's a teenager or in her 20s and she doesn't sure want to go with me. Here. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, buy her dinner. She's your mini-me honor, dude. But th- those two look alike, too. Yeah. No, uh, no. no. Yep. They're yours for sure. You're good. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. Um, Steph- Stephanie's more certain that they're the- hers than, than I am. But... <laughs> I just meant it wasn't a mailman. <laughs> it might have been. Who knows? No, I saw the picture of your daughter to a T. Yeah, like you think? Well. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So it's it's weird raising girls. I, I don't know, so man. So much easier than the boys. Did you have sisters? I, I didn't. See, I no. had. I my sisters did a really good job. They were like my my like second moms, you know. Okay. So you know, I'm the youngest. So mm. I was the one that had to brush hair. They'd make me brush their hair. I had to paint fingernails. I don't. I'll talk, I don't care. So you were an indentured servant, basically. I was. So it's cool to. I like having a little girl, man. But I yeah. see that my daughter will take care of Cole whenever you know. Oh. What I mean? Like, you, well, she's talk. older, right? She, yeah. She's so it's crazy. Yeah. It's like the the maternal instinct. Aubrey's two years younger than Carter, but she takes care of him. Yeah. And when she puts him in line, he's and it's just Carter. No, you're not supposed to do that. No, you know she's a rat. A rat? A rat. 
<laughs> Good rat. All right. Lila's a rat too, yeah, so it's okay. okay. I need to know these things. So yeah, I mean, I don't mind saying it, but you know, we, we send Lila on uh, surveillance missions when, right. when Nolan's up in, uh, you know, in 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 areas with, with friends to, hey man. to to spy on them. <clears throat> I heard you had a girl up in the watching movies and stuff. Yeah, they were oh, watching movies. Yeah. Oh, Dad walked in and asked if that was the same girl I had last week. Oh, damn. <laughs> and I walked out smiling. <laughs> What'd she because say? Because it was or wasn't. No, wait, well, yeah, right. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, man. He's going to wreck it for you. No, they've, for, for, for being young, they've actually, over a year, right? How old are you? I'm 13. That's, that's 13. ridiculous. So my wife, I started dating her when she was 15, so... It's a long time. A lot so, of fish in the sea there, kid. I was 17. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's 19 years. Hmm. That's crazy. But anyway, let's... Uh, where, where are we at on time on this? We've been talking a while. 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Okay. Got a little bit of time left. Uh, what, what other uh, topics do we do we have here? Oh, man. What, I kept thinking when I was flying to Vegas, I was, and I wanted to talk about it last time, but what did you guys think about, uh, did you see the video of the dude in the airplane that was like beating the back of the seat? Did you see that? I didn't. The whole news story? And Oh, was it the lady that like reclined her seat and the dude was pissed off? Yeah. And, and he just kept it, beating and, the and, seat? And, like they didn't, and they were going to kick her off and not him because she was complaining. But it's, you're allowed to have your seat back. I mean, you're allowed to recline your seat. Yeah. And the dude was being a dick and just like, da 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 You can see her head bouncing and she complained. They're like, we're going to throw you off. It was like American Airlines or some shit. Wow. Maybe she blew up a little bit too much. Maybe that was why. Well, if you saw him, he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. And he knew he was being filmed. And so he was acting t- up towards that's the camera. Yeah, 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 that's the problem. Well, that, and, and that's the problem. The, the cameras nowadays, I think they empower everybody to just be dickheads. You know, and then all, the internet in exactly. Yeah. Let, let, let's be as obnoxious as possible. It's going The video's gonna go viral, yeah. right? And I'm, we might start dagging some some money off of this viral video. I mean, maybe that's but what we should works. do. Is that's the problem? I was just gonna work. tell you, man. We need to fly in with Randy, and we just get kicked <laughs> off a of fucking plane. Something. <laughs> I almost got thrown out of the airport. Why is that? So you know, I went to Disney and came back with like three lightsabers, and they're heavy, metal, uh, and I flew. I'm a Southwest snob, dude. I love Southwest. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I, it was cool, man. Overhead bin, no questions asked. So I go to Vegas to compete. Um, from the weapon that I, we train weapons, the weapon I, I took was a gumdo or a katana. 100% plastic. Plastic sword. I had it in a case. I'm like, I carry three lightsabers on. I'll carry this on. That way, I was going to land at 845. I was going to go right from the airport to the convention center, change, and compete. Yeah, no check luggage. No check. Right. So I get in a TSA security, get my shit on the conveyor belt, go through, and I see the TSA people take the sword out, and then he's playing with it, and he's <laughs> acting like he's going to chop the girl in the head, and then the older lady comes over. She wasn't happy. She looks at it, puts it back, and says, this is a replica. I said, yeah, it's a, it's a plastic sword. I use it for competition. She said, you can't take this on a plane. Why not? It's plastic. Because it's a replica. We're not allowed to have replicas on. That's ridiculous. I was pissed. I had like three huge carry-on bags. Meg's standing there. She's like, she's like, you have to go back and check this in. Wow. And I, it's like early in the morning, but people are starting to pile up. I'm like, right. shit, I don't want to miss my flight. She's like... And then she saw me get mad, and I took my bags and I threw them up against the wall where the bench was. And she fucking escorted me out, holding the sword. <laughs> what a plastic sword. All the way to the front of the airport like a child. Wow. And Meg had to wait for me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get thrown out. Because she didn't say a word after that. I'm thinking she's going to get other folks involved. But right. no, I had to check that shit in. Thank God it came through classmate of mine took a bigger weapon a bow staff in a case about 300 bucks in value he flew spirit airlines he had to compete and they lost his shit oh my god that sucks lost his bow staff and so he had to buy one there for another bill that's crazy i i don't get that i don't get how so a lightsaber i i it's 
I can bring a scare other people or possibly scare other people seeing you carry that on. Right? But, but you but couldn't tell. You couldn't tell it was a sword. Yeah. You know, if it was in a case, I I, I just don't get it. I mean, I can bring a lighter on board. Yeah. They they right. allow those? Yeah. I walk on when I used to smoke. I had you know always had at least five or six. You lighters. could set a fire on the plane. Right. But I can't have a fucking plastic right. piece of shit. Right. That couldn't cut anything. No, not not even. These not things even are ridiculous. Right. I mean, they are, are purely just for... I could hurt you with my cell demos. phone. I could throw that at you. Right. And, and, you know. Your cell phone weighs more than that sort. It does. That's ridiculous. Well, maybe not, but it doesn't matter. So you... So ultimately... All, so I mean, I, you, I got through... I mean, I... So how'd you do in the competition? I don't want to talk about it, man. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm I mean, sick of talking about myself. Uh, did you see? So okay, if you don't want to talk about, it, we can go back to. Well, I'm gonna answer this question. Okay, yeah, 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 go on. All right, because he knows. I see you. I see that look. All right, you got, so, you got a couple medals. So thank God I took that weapon. I got two first places and a second place in all weapons categories. That's good. Which is cool. And because it was a national competition, so I got a shit ton of points. So I, I should be state champion in a few categories. Good, right? Congratulations on That's that. Awesome. I love to fight. And How'd that go? And unfortunately, I didn't make it past, you know. Hey, man. They had some beast out there. You win some, you lose some. Right. You know, it went to the wires, you know, next point wins. and Right. Because, uh, Justin, I don't know if you know, you kind of only you fight up to five points. Okay. Basically, for, for sparring and combats, up to ten points. And different kicks to the head were worth more than a punch to the body and things like mm-hmm. that. But it goes really quick. And how the competition, the, the bracketing works is kind of you lose one, you're out, unless by some miraculous thing you get to. It depends on how, how many, many people. people are yeah, in there. and but just so happened we had a pretty full ring. So and, basically, so. you lose one and you're you're, you're done. done. Um, but what I noticed, and I did see the, the video of, of you fighting, it just it just seemed like you were just you were tight. And you know, and you know, when you only have one, you have you have to do it right, right now, Imagine right? That. And yeah. I think if you would have had like a I don't know a a, a a pseudo fight. If you you and Bob that was there with you would have kind of just sparred beforehand just to get loose, I think you would have fared a lot better. I just think you were in your own head with it and just just uh, just a little tight. If you would have had got to another chance, you would have been looser and and you know more, more quick to throw because I sure. think you had the, the when you threw you had the drop on the guy, but it was just that that extra hesitation moment that little that that tenseness and that anxiety. Kind of just it got you, and unfortunately, in, in the tournament, you just you don't get to believe make it or that not. Up if you lose. Done, yeah, basically. I didn't have any anxiety actually, which was sweet. I just knew who I was. You know, I fought him last year. I actually beat the same guy last year. He's just a monster. Yeah. He's like I don't know, three hundred pounds, big dude, six four. Yeah. Six, yeah, that can throw a head kick. I was just saying, <laughs> right. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah, you don't want to even get caught with one of That's those. And I can't even yeah. try to get a head kick on him because he's just too tall. Yeah. You know, I could, but it's just like I open myself up. No, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that great? Mm-hmm. So what were you going to say before? Oh, we I was going to ask you since airport recent coronavirus, yeah. are you seeing any evidence of that? And you flew Southwest. It's not like a – it's midway. It's I saw a air. bunch of people with masks on. Uh, I noticed most of the people with masks on were – of Asian descent in, in like the airports in Vegas. Yeah. But they've been wearing that since the SARS sure, outbreak. Exactly. Right. Sure, exactly. So I didn't really, like walking through Vegas and stuff, I didn't yeah. see anything Yeah, I was about the airports, but it just seems like it's going to be more and more of a scare. And I'm leaving the country in the summer, so I'm hoping by that so time they kind of overpass. Where are you going? And, uh, Dominican. I'm going to Australia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard you guys talk about yeah. that. Yeah. I'd like to go there. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, I know this... Uh, from my other uh, company that we've got sister companies around the country and they cannot find uh, hand sanitizer or yeah, masks. Uh, yeah. California, New York, they're all I was sold just out. Say. Um, and even the shelves around here, I recently went to uh, Walgreens. Uh, I went to five different Walgreens and actually happened to find a, a truck, a delivery that just came and I bought $600 worth of uh like Clorox wipes and yeah. whatnot, because they say as soon as they come, they're, they're off the shelves yeah. and they're not even getting hand sanitizer anymore. And we should have been using it anyway, right? And right. washing our hands well, and all that. Here, so it's like, but I get it. Make sure right. we do it. If we're going to get into conspiracy theory, though, I mean, it, it, from, from what, what you hear, it's, it's no worse than the cold. 
right? And I mean, it to does healthy. to the healthy, yeah. right? So if but you look, but if you look on all the cleaning supplies, like if you go grab that, yeah, it says coronavirus on there right. because coronavirus has been around for for years and years and years. It's not like this is this new sure. strain, unless. And here's where I'm going to delve into the conspiracy theory is, you know, China was on the brink of civil war. You know, they were rioting in Hong Kong and protesting in Hong Kong. What's the best Let's way to mute a society? <laughs> Let's release this. Let's blow it up. And unintended consequences, it spreads yeah. you know, worldwide. Yeah. And, but they, they're, China's under martial law right now. Can I go China, deeper on that? You can tell. Conspiracy. Definitely. So Wuhan University had a contract with Harvard University. Right. There's a professor named Charles Lieber who was arrested trying to leave the United States with a student, and they had 21 vials of biochemical yep. materials, right? Oh, headed to Wuhan. And they had like a $2 million-ish, There's it's a little smaller than that, contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a possibility that the, that strain was manufactured at Harvard University. It was The vials were sent to Wuhan University, other material. Right. Before this outbreak. Right. I had made mention of that. Remember, I didn't have all the details, but I made mention of that on a couple podcasts ago. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I think there, personally, I think there's more to it than what we're being told. Uh, Communist country, overpopulation. They're already told they can only have two children. If they have any more than two children, the kids are they still doing murdered. That? Yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't it whether it's a boy or a girl, too, though? Uh, yeah, they were weeding out girls there, there for yeah. a while. Yeah, I mean, just think about those conditions. Sure. And like I said, they're, they're on the, the brink of uprising. I just think it, it's kind of out of control at this point. Unintended consequences. You know, yeah. we, we are in an intertwined uh, uh, earth right now, per se, where, you know, you, you can't not run into somebody from China nowadays. That, Strange China. No I work with wonderful people from China. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and ultimately, I I honestly think that when it's all said and done that we're going to find out that this is some sort of mutant strain per se that that is uh you know engineered in a lab and that the the reason why it they're they're you know sounding the alarms right now is because it's going to get worse and we're never evolving out we're never gonna know no we well maybe not while we're alive but what was it during the uh the cia was involved in basically they they killed half a city in out of off of Paris or something like that. They they were doing some experimentations and put some chemical in the bread supply and uh, just to see if it was. I forget what war it was during. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because it was so interesting when I was reading it um, that it was is a small city and they they wiped out uh, and they they traced it back to the bread uh, at this wow. one bakery. And it, they ended up killing everybody that had this bread, and it was actually a CIA-developed uh, program to see what they could do to, oh, to wipe out the environment. Yeah, for testing. So talk about strange, strange times, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about like it's like oh, like a form of all this shit's a form of terrorism. If you think about the terror that it causes, like the anxiety, like do you ever find yourself just thinking about everything that's going on? Well, you're—I mean—you're different because you're law enforcement, so you think differently. Well, I, I don't. I, well, and I, I don't think about that. Um, I, I think if you think about everything that bad that can you happen, go you go crazy. Oh, I mean, fuck. it was just like I the, can't turn my brain off. It's so. just like the conversation I had with, with Caleb when we were talking about you know coconuts kill X amount of people yeah. a, a year. Well, if you go worrying about every fucking coconut that's going to kill you, you're going to go crazy, yeah. right? Uh, I, you're still more likely to die from walking across the street here in Crown Point than you are from the coronavirus. That, yep. That's the reality of it. Are you going to not cross the street? Or, you know, I mean, you could stay in your house. You're more likely to, to slip and fall in the bathroom. So am I going to, you know, try to avoid not crossing the street, stay in my house, and then die slip? When your car's going to get punched, your car's going to get punched. Yeah, I mean, that, that's life. exactly. So like, I, I try it, not I mean, to dwell like on news that. stories like this. It reminds me of like the Epstein case, right? How much did you read up on Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, what do you want to know? Well, no, I was just thinking about like, so Amy Roback from ABC News, she's on Good Morning America and does late night stuff. You know, there's an interview of her. She was on special assignment, investigated the whole thing, mm-hmm. went to like Bob Iger and the head of ABC and all those people said, hey, this is what's happening. And, and they, they, they didn't run dismissed it. her. Yep. But she's caught on camera talking about right. it off camera, right? Uh, hot mic, right. Hot mic. And then he gets busted, 
and then then Fox News leaks out the footage. Yeah, and then he <laughs> and then he gets knocked off because he Epstein didn't kill himself. Right, but. <laughs> You know, it it opens up a big conspiracy of what they can hide. I mean, right. they, they can. They can and, and we'll, we'll never know. And do you, do you believe what the, the the government tells you when they do share? Yeah. Right. So what do you think? So if um, Biden gets the Democratic spot, is Hillary his running mate? I don't know that. The theory is is that he's going to get it, mm-hmm. and because he's been fucking up all of his, um, uh, what you call it, all his. Campaign speeches. Yes, campaign speeches, right, like right. forgetting all yeah, the shit gaffes, that right. he's going to, um, if he should become president, that he's going to immediately resign because of health issues and that Hillary's finally going to get. Well, I'll take it one step up. farther. He's not going to immediately resign if, if Hillary's his running mate. Yeah. Or he's going to get killed. Or... He, he's going he's gonna to he's gonna have an untimely death, <laughs> uh, and then we'll have President Clinton. Um, it, but it won't happen right it's away. It would be you know, well, two, all, two three, may, maybe even to the next election cycle. It won't happen right away. Um, I wouldn't want her as my running mate. I'd be scared to death uh, for that reason. Absolutely. You know, but you know, I, I follow the politics and that the Clintons have made a, uh, a comeback uh, making speeches and they're, they're more prevalent in, in the media now that they kind of went away during the start of this. But Hillary's starting to talk more, be more outspoken at this point. I don't care either way. I don't think either either him or Bernie has a, a chance against Trump in this. I, I I honestly think, and now this is going to go back to the coronavirus conspiracy with the stock market tanking. How do you know that wasn't released by China to get derailed? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Let's crash the stock market. And but, and it's funny, it did work for a second. And then it had like the greatest talking, rebound ever. Right. In a day. The greatest loss in a day and then the greatest rebound in a day. But now it's going to hold. You know, I mean, you're talking about real money to people. So yeah. I don't think a, a virus is going to, I mean, really, and it really does affect both you guys in, in your industries insofar as production. So, you know, how, yeah. how many things do you guys do that are imported from China? Well, and I've you already know? seen not Ford, but other automakers, this plant's getting shut down because somebody had it. Right. So, so, so I guess it does uh, affect the society insofar as, you know, uh, parts coming in. Well, know. China's been dumping steel on the United States for many, many like three, four decades, mm-hmm. right? Trump actually was the first president to have balls to stop the dumping put tariffs on everything to help American steelmakers, which helped my industry greatly in the last two years. Yet the steel steel uh, makers union won't support them. Why is that? And in my union hall, I haven't been there in several months. So I don't know if this has changed, but I'll go ahead and talk about it. It's cool. I, you know, I have respect for all my union people, but one thing that bothers me is just being an American. In our union hall, Obama is still on the wall. Even though our current commander in chief is Trump, right? And they won't put his picture right up in the union hall. And he's done more good than than Obama had. And in he eight has years. done way more good for steel. Is that because the union historically is, if you're a union member, you're a Democrat? Yes. It's the old school. Thing. Yeah, it's the old school. Or is that the drama but that comes along? The with Democratic Trump? Party well, isn't the Democratic Party. Of the 70s and the 60s. It's uh, not know, This is the thing I just don't understand, and I just can't wrap my head around it, okay? The United Steel Workers are extremely diverse, and I'm very proud to be a, a United Steel Worker. And, I, and I, like I said, I love all my union folks. But I don't understand why people keep saying... It goes, gets back to race again, and we talk about this all the time. They, everybody says he's a racist. All the time. I, I've never seen him do a racist thing. I really haven't. Have you? I have not. Have you? No. I mean, does he speak like an idiot sometimes? Yes, Absolutely. he's got a does stupid mouth. And, he right. said, and, he's, and, you know, he is degrading to people. Yeah, I don't like that about him, and that's fine. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not, whatever. But, damn, he's not racist. Right. But is, is that a reason not to, if you historically hang the picture of your current president on, on your Union Hall wall, is that a reason well, everyone's in the now. everyone's in the mindset that it represents racism, or you know, and and that's wrong, right? A, a hat doesn't, rec- you know. Well, there there was an article I read uh, about a guy was he was wearing a red hat, and it said something, and uh, it was misinterpreted for a "Make America Great Again," yeah. hat, and he got his ass kicked. Yeah. and it wasn't; it was a different type of hat. Wow. Um, I don't know. I think that's an agenda pushed by 
by far left to, to create. There's a lot of money to be made in, in racism, per se. Um, and without racism, what, what's, you know, Jesse Jackson, what's Al Sharpton, what, what, what are they going to talk about? And, you know, where, where's, their, where's their soapbox at? But what's so funny, there, there, and you mentioned those names, but what's funny is if you go back in time, you can find on any, you go, you go to YouTube. They were pictured and, and saying good They've things. They've been about, to so many conferences together through the 70s and 80s and 90s. Correct. You know, Trump opens up a casino, Jesse Jackson's there, they're bringing jobs in. Correct. You know, they're friends. They're right. friends, they're friends, they're friends. But right. when, it, when it gets to politics and, oh, well, I'm going to be, a, when I run, I'm going to be a Republican. Well, you know. Right. Yeah, it's hypocritical, but I, I think that racism is too much of a cash cow to let die. Yeah. Um, which is sad because I, I think when you get to the the working America, guys like us, we don't see color. I work right. with black, white, male, yeah. female. Yeah. It it doesn't matter. Um, we're all racism. I think is alive. Uh, well, uh, alive at the the upper echelons of. Corp- so generations, right? The pre- I think. I mean, I my opinion that. on racism is it starts in the home. It's sure. it's something that's taught, right? Okay. I I truly believe that racism is taught. You know, it's always passed on from parents to kids because they're talking about it, and the kids are listening, whether you think they're talking about you know they're yeah. listening or not. I, I mean, that's just how I feel. Kind of I could yeah. be. It's just my opinion, and then. You know, those CEOs and the upper echelons of business, those are the older folks that have been around in the 60s and 70s where racism is still super prevalent and still a way of life. Well, what's the best way, and I'm trying to think how to word this correctly, what's the best way to keep a country from uniting and, and actually fighting uh, against government? Government. You, you have keep to keep them divided, them divided yeah. right? And I agree with that, and too. So racism is a great way to do that. You know, if, if those that are pulling the puppet strings up top, all the way, you know, governmental. Uh, this is a rabbit business. hole, man. Because <laughs> yeah. then mean, we start talking about the interstate system, like Chicago and how Interstate 94 separated. That's way too deep. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking you know what about. about. Yeah, it separated the subdivisions. Yeah. There was a black-white divide. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I really do think that if you eliminate racism, you you almost have too much of a utopia for this country, because people, if you if we just stop talking about racism and actually if the news would just really just focus on what's happening in everyday American, you know, I I don't know too many subdivisions that aren't mixed anymore. You know, there there is there's no divide anymore. But when you're going to the inner city, are there you know, say Chicago, are there black areas, are there white areas? Yeah, there are. But you're also talking a matter of blocks. We need to have uh, like an anthropologist on, right? Is that the correct term? Is that a person? An anthropologist? Yeah. Is that? I don't know. I've I don't want to sound dumb, so I'm not going to say it is or or not. Defined. So I don't know what. (laughs) <laughs> go to google ask google yeah uh, keep talking i just i just really feel as though the country in general if we weren't if we weren't so focused on racism and we actually delved into how much we all actually get along uh it, it would be a different place different right? yeah. different spin it yeah. really well, would yeah. be uh but once again love and peace doesn't make good news either so an anthropologist, or anthropology is, is the scientific study of humans, human behavior, and societies in the past. There you go. Yeah. So, so we'll get an anthropologist on here. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you, someone from a Chicago university, preferably. Maybe. If you can find one that's not jaded. Yeah. Or maybe we can get... <laughs> Somebody that's got an objective thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what else we got? Anything? I think that's... Uh, that's pretty much a wrap for today. I think we've touched on a, a bunch of subjects. Well, so Justin said he's been listening to the podcast. Oh, Did everyone? Right. Yeah. What do you think, man? What, what do we need? To I like learn? it. You hit a bunch of different subjects. You know, I like I like learning new stuff. So I'm always on board for this. But yeah, you guys are on a good track. I like it. And we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, appreciate um, it. What could change in the car sales industry before we wrap it up? What would you like to see? What do you think? Would... I think it's it's inevitable. We're seeing all the technology. Um, I think we need to see. I don't. 
people adapt. I, I guess people are, have a hard time. I could say this, this, and this, and they're like, I don't care about that. I don't want to pay for that. Right. So you just people, it's going to adapt like everything. But yeah, I think people need to catch up to the technology that's being offered. So that's you're you're a great salesman. You're not a pushy one. You're not like you. we got the noble sales yeah. quote. And and so I learned without digging through a, a long story, but I went from the service department, so I know the back end of it. I went, I left, went to real estate. A house sells itself for the most part. You just got to show it. So I went back into sales and I started at a, I won't name names, a, a very pushy uh, sales uh, position or the dealership was not at Smith Ford where I'm at. And I said, I'm just, that's not me. I'm not changing my ways. I don't want the customer. I'm not chasing the customer across the parking lot. You know what I mean? So uh, as soon as I had the opportunity to go back to Smith, that's where I went. So where are you at? If people want to in Lowell, Indiana. Okay. So if people uh, need a a Ford vehicle, they can uh, check out Justin Kinnis. Did you ever uh, feel, oh, sorry, Smith Ford, Justin Kinnis is Smith Ford. Uh, If you've, uh, no nonsense. We'll let you test drive every car that under $50,000 on the lot. <laughs> um, he, he's going to go with you on the test drives for anything over that. Uh, but, you know, you'd like the car, get the car, right? Exactly. No pressure. You walk away and say, you got to think about it. I get it. You know what I mean? It's like we talked about. You're going to do research and you're, you're going to, you have to think overnight. You tell me you're going to sleep on it. I get that, you know, and I'm not going to have a hard feeling. You bought a Tesla and I, I would text you and give you shit about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I don't care, you know. If if so, I got, I can't even get my dad into a Ford, so I get it, you know. It's, well, I, there, it you know, I'm a Ford. Deep down, I'm a Ford guy. I, I just I love American brand, but Tesla's an American brand now. It's a whole I mean, new market. You know, yeah. it's, it's not your comparison yet. Yeah. So. And I'm I'm just a tech freak, and I just love, you know, I want to see where it's going to go. And, yeah. and I love all the new technology yeah. coming out. It, it's crazy. But so, I, I might as well be a, a cell phone salesman as I'm delivering a car. We ha- all of right. it is the Ford Pass, connecting the phone, and I'm basically teaching them how to use their phone. You're hooking up to, the computer, right? Exactly. That's it. So hooking it up just to show them. So I'm, I'll spend an hour just getting the app downloaded and showing them how to work the app. So it's like I might as well have a little cell phone stand in the, in the dealership too, which is cool. When you were at the um, other dealership, did you ever like feel guilty? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. How do those people... Like I know a former car salesman. You get in and- mode where... You chase them till they get off the lot, and they come off the lot. You get off the lot, you expect they're not coming back anyway, so you don't care how they leave, mad or happy. Where we're in a business now, I'm in a small town. I need them to go away happy, and they're going to refer their family and friends in, and they're going to come back and buy more and more cars from us. So that's I look at the long haul of it. I know a guy that did it for a while, and he was good. He could sell you a pen, like, and he would tell me, he's like, man, I, I, I got all their money, you know, but he, got, he had to quit because he started feeling guilty, like, yeah. You couldn't do it anymore. It's easy to do. I, it, when I leave work, I don't think about work too often. I'm I'm pretty easy where I just I leave it at work. That's but good. but again, I don't feel bad about myself. Yeah. I mean, somebody may not be happy, and I'll and you have to explain that you made the purchase. I didn't push you in this direction. Right. You know what I mean? And but right. some people have buyer's remorse, and you just gotta. Uh, support them, you know, however you can. Yeah, but I mean, in, in the, the industry or where you're at now, it really is. This is kind of the price, right? They're, in today's internet, everybody's right. internet shopping. They walk in and say, I've seen your price here, and, you know, I know so and so's right. got it for this. And price. it's, it's a matter can you match it or not match it? Exactly. That, it's that, that's and simple. That's changed the game a lot. Right. Um, just in dealerships, you know, you can't, you, know, you hear stories years ago how much money they can make on a car and all this. Mm-hmm. You have to be competitive. Um, they got. Uh, Carvana, you know, dropping off cars. Right. Well, guess what? Carvana drops you off the car, and then you come to us and say, "Hey, I didn't get showed how to work this. Can you show me? Sure, I'll do that for free." You know what I mean? Right. But you hope in that scenario you're supporting them and you're helping them, so the next car they'll come back to you and realize gotcha. the salesman's a good idea. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Well, thank you for being on, man. Yeah, and uh, you're always welcome on. We'll have you on again Sounds if good. you're willing to. Sure. Maybe yeah, we'll absolutely. we'll uh, hit up the rest of the gang and have them come on too. Yeah. And it's bullshit. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. All right, we'll see you guys on the next episode.